One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. How do you end a relationship with a partner with disabilities? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, discovered my girlfriend has all the major dating apps on her phone. I, 34-year-old male, recently discovered that my girlfriend, 29-year-old female of three years, has been engaging in a rather concerning behavior. It all started when she asked me to unlock her phone to change the music playing on our smart speaker, and I stumbled upon a weird folder containing dating apps, such as Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Upon further investigation, I learned that she's been creating fake profiles on these platforms, using photos of women from her Instagram. After confronting her about this, she initially acted surprised but eventually admitted to what she'd been doing. She explained that she'd never used her real photo, opting for stock images or pictures of other people. Her rationale for this behavior was even weirder. She claimed it was a source of excitement to match with guys, engage in dirty talk, and fulfill her own desires, only to delete the profiles and repeat the cycle when she felt like it. I'm left feeling deeply upset and betrayed by her actions. Her argument that it's not a big deal because these aren't real profiles and she has no intention of physical cheating doesn't sit well with me. Additionally, I have ethical concerns because she's using other people's photos without their permission. She has assured me that she would stop and I watched her delete the apps. However, I'm struggling to trust her now. Am I overreacting or is this as weird and creepy as it feels to me? This is 100% as weird and creepy as OP thinks it is. There is no level of mental gymnastics that you can allow yourself to go through to find yourself being okay with this. Her behavior is so far beyond what's okay. I mean, let's just take stock in the fact that she says, oh, well, this isn't really me. I'm not really cheating. She's just kind of ignoring that these are all the real people on the other end that she's catfishing and tricking to do all this dirty stuff. Let alone the fact that I would still consider that some degree of cheating. It's just disgusting in the way it treats other people. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my husband, 38-year-old male, rented a house for us, 31-year-old female and baby, with filth and mold. My husband took on a new job. It's work from home four days a week and one day in office. We knew this job would require us to move from Florida to Georgia, and that was good with us. My husband went to Georgia to look at house rentals while I stayed back to take care of our baby. I sent him a list of homes that looked good online and asked him to check those out and pick a clean, safe space for us. That was my only ask. Me and baby arrived to Georgia to find this rental is absolutely disgusting. Walls are dirty, baseboards in some areas are practically black, live roaches I've seen a few, mold under sinks, broken floorboards in almost every room. This house is a dump. I don't know how an active one-year-old can safely live here. I walked in, looked at this dump, and immediately cried. It's been three days and I'm still in disbelief he thought this would be an acceptable place for us to live. I feel stupid for trusting his bad judgment. When he came to look at houses in person, he only did a 5 minute walkthrough and thought this was fine. To say he doesn't have an eye for detail is a huge understatement. He never inspected deeper to see the problems. Now we've signed a year lease and we're stuck here. I've already called and emailed the property management company about fixing this and I'm praying it happens. 
I blame my husband for not doing his due diligence or even caring enough to make sure this home is safe for his baby. I don't know how I will ever get past this with him. The anger I feel about this decision he's made is really hard to get past. I've cried myself to sleep, yelled at him, threatened to go back to Florida to stay with family. How can I forgive this and try to move forward? I'm still so angry at him for putting our family in this mess. I should have never trusted him to find a safe, clean space for us to live in. I guess what I'm confused about is, is he living here too? I mean, I guess this is a really harsh lesson to learn that you can't trust him when it comes to decisions that big. And to be honest, I feel like when it comes to moving into a living space, it kind of is such a big decision that regardless, you can't just trust one party of the... It is such a big decision that I don't think it's maybe ever wise to just let one partner check and decide that things are good enough for both of you and your child. You want to both go through and make sure everything's good, right? Our next story is, I, 29-year-old female, am second-guessing my relationship with my boyfriend, 37-year-old male, of three years, because he did not achieve his goals. How should I handle the situation? I, 29-year-old female, met my boyfriend, 37-year-old male, about three years ago. We met on a dating app and it seemed that we had a good connection. So we started dating and things got more serious as time went by. For context, we live in Canada, and my boyfriend always wanted to move to the US and start his own company. He shared his dreams with me during one of our first dates, so I knew that if we were ever to be married, I would move to the US with him, and I had no problem with that. He wanted to move as soon as possible, but he never made any tangible efforts, like trying to find a job or researching about different methods of immigration, etc. I didn't pay attention to all those things at the beginning because I was glad we were living in the same city and didn't really think about doing long distance. We were not at that stage in our relationship yet. At the beginning of this year, he set a goal for himself to move to the US by the end of the year. I was very supportive of him. I wanted him to chase his dreams and finally start preparing for the move seriously. The first few months of the year, there was minimal effort. He didn't apply to any job openings and he never did any research around US immigration laws, etc. He just had a vague idea on what to do or how the immigration system works. Whenever I asked him about it, he would say he's doing what he needs to do and I shouldn't worry. A couple of more months passed by and now we're in June. Still, nothing has changed. But now he gets upset when I ask him about it. He says I shouldn't ask about it anymore and if there's any updates, he'll let me know. I agreed but I was really worried that he's wasting time and not taking the matter seriously. In June, He made an appointment with an immigration lawyer. The appointment was set two months later, putting all his hope in that lawyer. He didn't do anything for those two months. Two months later, the appointment gets cancelled for some reason and he tells me that lawyers are not reliable and won't rebook the appointment. I again didn't say anything because I trusted him. After that, I start asking him on his progress every week. He says that he's applying to jobs every single time but has not landed one single interview. A couple of more months later, he finally rebooks the lawyer appointment but still no progress whatsoever. I ask him about different immigration visa types one time and he says he doesn't know. I was kinda shocked that someone who plans to move to the US does not know how the immigration process works. Finally, I started doing my own research on US immigration law, etc. and started sending him articles and recruiter companies, created a new resume for him which I paid for, and anything that might be helpful to him. It took me maximum of two hours a day to do all of it for only a week. 
Now we're in mid-October and he's only had one job interview from the beginning of the year. His knowledge around US immigration is still not enough and most likely he will not achieve his goal of moving by December. I don't feel good about the situation at all. I'm contemplating my entire relationship right now. It's not that he tried but didn't succeed, but that he didn't try at all. He still believes he'll move by December. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I just can't see any possibility of that happening with the current status. I don't want to break up with him, and I do want to support him, but I can't shake this feeling that he deceived me and gaslighted me into thinking that he was working hard on it when, in fact, he has nothing to show for it. It's definitely very easy to make these big, lofty goals and be like, this is the year I'm going to get my dreams achieved. Or even smaller scale, which is something I still find myself falling into the trap of quite often, where it's like, today's the day that I'm going to do all of this housework I've been slacking on, and then just not getting any of it done, or or setting this lofty goal that you're going to create this entire hobby creative project that you've been slacking on or putting off, but watching a week go by and still no progress. I think potentially getting some kind of professional evaluation, some kind of professional help would probably do a lot for somebody like this. And I think you can either support them in trying to get that. Or I also think it's understandable that if you're with somebody who seems to just never self start, that you don't want to be stuck in the mud with this person forever. If that's just not your thing and you don't feel like taking on a charity case, I think it's more than understandable if you don't want to move forward with things. Our next story is, should I, 34-year-old female, break up with my boyfriend, 58-year-old male of 10 years because he's broke? I know, I know, yet another age gap relationship. So just to preface, I'll say that there is nothing inherently wrong with our relationship. There's no financial, emotional, or any type of abuse in our relationship. We've only fought a few times and generally are two very well-keeled, stable people. I would say my biggest sorrow is not being of a closer age to him. I love this man. He's incredibly funny and makes me laugh every day. He's an amazing cook. He's a gentleman. There's a lot of great things to say about him and very little bad. However, I'm not sure if this is the correct path to go for myself. For context, we both make six figures, and I'm moderately successful in my career, and make 60000 more than him with upwards trajectory. If he wishes to, he can earn as much as myself easily, but at his age, he doesn't have any ambition anymore, which is understandable, but it's a long story, but he spends most, and I mean taking our personal loans and borrowing from me, 
He still owes me, in fact, of his money on his unemployed brother. He also has a nephew in high school, and I'm very sure he'll spend money on him too as the nephew enters college. I don't see this stopping anytime soon. He shuts me down every time I talk to him about this, so I don't. I'm just afraid of what's going to happen if I stay with him. He doesn't have any retirement funds nor savings. He doesn't have property in his name. Technically, he has nothing in his name besides his stable job. I love him, but I'm frustrated and afraid. What happens in seven years when he retires? I'm unwilling to subsidize our current lifestyle with my wages alone. There's no chance to ever build anything together, such as owning a property together, just because he's bleeding money not on us. All I want is to own my own home, but I'm working towards that goal alone, and it's lonely. I feel like I should leave while I'm still relatively young and free myself in being able to find a true life partner. But how do you do that after 10 years together? And is leaving someone shallow just because I want a financially equal partner that I can build a life together with? I'm lost. I welcome any advice. I mean, I would take a step back and kind of survey what you have. Is the relationship good? Can it work long term? Do you find yourself being happy in this relationship for the rest of your life? All I would say is, just because you have been in a relationship or a marriage for 10 years, doesn't mean you can't all of a sudden leave it. I don't think being in a long-term relationship for many years all of a sudden means that there's more pressure to not leave. Maybe if it came with many other mixed difficult things like children, property that would be really hard to figure out splitting up, but just on itself saying, I've been with this person for 10 years, how can I leave? I don't really buy that as a real argument. Our next story is, I think my best friend cheated on her boyfriend. I think my best friend cheated tonight, what do I do? My 24-year-old male, best friend, 23-year-old female, and I went together to a live sporting event last night. Three weeks ago, her long-term boyfriend moved a few states away from us. Next week, she's joining him. She was my friend before I met him, but I really like her boyfriend and have been nothing but supportive of their move because I think they make an amazing couple. Tonight, we were gifted tickets to a live sports event. We pre-gamed together, I drove us there, and we made plans with mutual friends to meet them at a local bar after the game. Our original plan was to crash on our mutual friend's couch after the bar because our mutual friend lives right behind the bar we were going to. The problem started once we got to the bar. Her old hookup was there, we'll call him JP. I had actually hung out with her, her boyfriend, and JP previously. There was no animosity between any of us previously when her boyfriend was still here so me and her didn't mind him having some drinks with him. We had a few shots together and chatted with JP, but when the bar was closing, she let me know she wasn't going back to our mutual friend's place, but she was going to JP's apartment. Unfortunately, I was very, very drunk, so I didn't argue with her on this decision. I woke up at our mutual friend's apartment, and now it's hitting me that they probably hooked up. I'm way closer to her than him, but I still really like and respect the heck out of him. She's not awake yet, but I'm not sure what to do. Would it be best if I told her, tell him what happened, or I will? Or should I just call him and tell him what happened? I'm so scared because they've been both my best friends this past year, and I know this will separate all of us. I don't have very many friends and I know this will break us apart. What should I do? I can't ignore this. So usually in situations like this, I feel like you really have two options. And I do feel like both are valid. One. If you don't want to involve yourself in this drama, get involved in this circle, I get it. I think it's fair to just wash your hands of this and say, I do not want to get involved. I don't want that stress. 
But I will say, if I were in the boyfriend's position, I would want to know. And if you think about yourself in that situation, wouldn't you want to know too? Wouldn't you want a friend who would speak up? First, I would definitely talk to her and explain how you're feeling, what you saw, what you're thinking. You can hear her out, but I still think this is pretty clearly something that, even regardless of her answer, if she doesn't want to tell her boyfriend, you should heavily consider do you not want to be involved in the drama or probably tell him. Our next story is, boyfriend, 28-year-old male, of 6 plus years, doesn't know if he will ever want to get married. Should I, 28-year-old female, break up? My boyfriend and I have been together for over 6 years. In the beginning, there was a lot of uncertainty in both our lives, and we were just trying to make it through. But we always loved each other. It took a while for our lives to stabilize. I did years of therapy to work on myself and my mental health in general, and the last few years have been great. As I started to understand myself better, I realized that though I'm very happy in my relationship currently, I'm ready for the next step, or at least to know that there will be a next step. I started initiating the conversation with my boyfriend at the beginning of this year, and he said he'd never thought about it and he's happy with how we are and how our relationship is, and marriage was never something he imagined for himself. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. He did say since he's never thought about it, he wants some time to think. I told him that even if we don't get married immediately, I want to know that is where we are headed within the next couple of years at the maximum. We also live in a very conservative country and culture where our families and society do not believe in living in together without marriage. I personally don't have a problem with that, but seeing as we both live in our hometown where both our entire families are, it'll only make it harder for us. If we lived somewhere else, it would be very different. He doesn't know if he wants to move out and live in another country, he doesn't know what his plans are, and he doesn't know if those plans include me. This is the part that really breaks my heart. Last night, he initiated this conversation for the first time himself. He said he's been thinking about it a lot, and he's happy with where we are right now, and doesn't see that changing in the near future. He asked if this is enough for me, and I said no and repeated my stance on things. He said he doesn't know if he'll be there in three years' time, but he's not there yet. He says he knows it's unfair to keep me hanging and doesn't want to be a bad person by stringing me along. He also says he knows I'm clear about what I want, but he's really struggling with clarity on what he wants. He says he loves me and being in this relationship and that he hasn't even tried to picture life without me. I'm leaving today to go see my mom and stepdad that live in another country. He's also going to the same country for different reasons, but his plan was to fly to the city I'll be in and stay with us for four days between his other work there. I was really excited for this. Now I'm not sure what to do. I'm going for five weeks. Should I tell him I need some time and space and not speak to him while I'm there? Should we continue staying together and he comes to see me in a couple of weeks? Should I just break up altogether? He wants to figure things out over the next couple of weeks, but 
I don't know what that'll do. If he doesn't know in six years that he wants a future with me, what difference will two weeks make? I love him a lot and I really don't want to lose him. I've been up all night crying, feeling like my heart is being ripped apart. But I know two people can love each other and want different things and sometimes it doesn't work out. This is really tricky because they've been with you for six years. After six years, if the relationship is serious, usually you would be able to tell how you feel one way or another as far as marriage. A lot of people do have this kind of union where they don't actually get married and they're still together boyfriend-girlfriend. I would just say it comes down to this. You have to reflect and decide whether or not marriage is an absolute deal breaker. If you cannot be in a relationship where you are not going to get married, then you should be really transparent with him about it. And if he says ultimately yes or no or that he's just not sure, if he can't give you a commitment after six plus years of being together, not even just to do so this year or right now, then yeah, if it is a deal breaker, you should probably look to move on. Our next story is, my boyfriend, 26-year-old male, doesn't prioritize me as much as I, 23-year-old female, prioritize him. Well, as a 23-year-old female student and working individual, I always find time for my boyfriend, which I've been dating for over a year now, be it final exams or deadlines, despite everything, if my boyfriend needs me, I am there for him. To the point where I had my end semester exams the next day and I stopped studying and everything else just to be there for him because he was feeling under the weather as he had an argument with his mom. I always go the extra mile for him. However, I don't see him doing the same for me. I don't want to be complaining but there are times when I've had a rough day and I need some support from my boyfriend. I let him know that I need him to be there for me but he rarely makes time for me. 7 out of 10 times when I need him the most, he's unavailable. Recently, what made me extremely upset is that I told him I'm having a rough day and I've been crying. He told me to wait for over an hour while he does the dishes. Not only that, on our anniversary, he prioritized doing the laundry over spending time with me, and that breaks me even more. I feel neglected a lot of times. I talk to him about it multiple times, but all he does is apologize and repeat the same thing. All I'm saying is, is if they can't make time for you, especially when you go above and beyond for them, and especially, you know, sometimes you need a reminder, but if they do nothing, is that much of a relationship? This next story is, my mom, female 53, is financially dependent on me, 28-year-old female, since COVID. How do I push her back on her feet so I can live on my own again? Hey y'all, my mom lost her job at the start of the pandemic and had only enough savings for a couple of months. After that, I invited her to live with me, but it's been a struggle since. For context, she was in a semi-abusive relationship from 2013 up until 2019, where she was financially dependent on a verbally abusive, narcissistic man for years. During this time, she didn't have a car and couldn't use her boyfriend's cars, but was doing online school. She got her associates and was able to get a job, then her ex helped co-sign a lease for her, as long as she was financially responsible. So he wasn't all bad, I guess? Then she moved out. Before that, I lived with her while I was in middle and high school as an only child, worked my butt off and escaped to go to college, and we only survived on child support, food stamps, and charity. She struggled to get work, even minimum wage. This was post-2008 economy in Phoenix, so not great, but even so, I always resented her for not trying harder to improve our lives via any form of work. So when she got work in 2019 and was living on her own, not asking for any help from me whatsoever, I was so proud. Seriously, super happy for her to have come so far. Then COVID happened and she lost her job. I'd just moved to a new state 
and invited her to come live with me so she didn't have to worry about housing while she searched for work. I just figured she had turned a new leaf and would be able to get something. We of course immediately had conflicts due to lifestyle differences, value systems, and the financial strain I started to feel taking on more of her expenses than I expected. I lived very minimalistically and her, not so much. She also still wanted to act like I was a teenager and control the household, so that was a difficult adjustment too. She's also been going through menopause and I can tell, it's like living with a teenager sometimes, who also is aware that they're an adult. She has mood swings sometimes where she'll have rage over nothing and she'll be forgetful and impulsive but then insists that she knows better because she's older even though I know she's wrong or in the wrong. Menopause really does turn you into a Karen and it terrifies me, but that's for another Reddit post. Well, it's been over three years now and she hasn't committed to anything yet. I got stressed after a few months paying for our rent and her car, so had an argument with her to get a minimum wage job just to pay for her car. She got the job, but quit after a couple of months because it was a toxic workplace, so she looked for other work. She got a few service jobs for $40,000 a year. She quit all of them after a month or so. Either they frustrated her, or she had panic attacks, or in case of Amazon customer service, got booted after training, but I've heard bad things about them in general. She also got her insurance license and tried to sell that, but then refused to work at places that involved cold calling, which was most of them, and I warned her. She tried interviewing for other positions, but nothing came through, though I genuinely think she's letting insecurities and ego get in the way. She always thinks she's too good for basic receptionist jobs, but then she feels too insecure or old or uneducated or unexperienced to get anything better. We end up arguing over job listings sometimes, since I know she could do something but she still won't apply, or she applies for things that are beyond her skill set, and it's challenging helping her with her resume and cover letter, see the menopause note above. After a few jobs, she decided to return back to school to become an eastern medicine doctor, still living with me and paying me what little was left over from her loans, 1k per semester so not much, but it was something. But then legislation around alternative medicine changed in our state for the worse, and after a year of her schooling, she quit that too. Then she joined a free for veterans program to train in project management, but then they told her she needed years of experience to even get the PMP certification. Now she's back to looking for work. Meanwhile, I still feel the stress of paying for everything. I've been thinking a lot about it, and I've been considering an ultimatum. Our lease ends in July 2024. I'm thinking once January 2024 comes around that I need to tell her I will not be living with her or supporting her once our lease is up. I feel super guilty because I feel like I should be the good daughter to help her, but I also feel like this situation has made our relationship worse and has made her codependent on me and I know she can stand on her own. I hate every time I bring up us living separately that she flips out, scared that I'll abandon her, guilting me back into helping her, but I can't keep living like this. I've grown numb to my resentment, anger, and sadness as a coping mechanism, but I cannot ignore it any longer, and afraid what my life will look like if I do. I agree a lot with what OP's saying here. I think it almost reads more as a venting thing rather than advice. I think it's true that, I mean, you can't keep supporting your own mom for the rest of your life. At 53, she's still more than capable of supporting herself if she puts in the legitimate effort. And honestly, I think just like kicking an adult child out of the coop and allowing them to try to figure it out for themselves when you know they are capable, she kind of needs that push herself 
to be able to spread her own wings and get back to supporting herself. I think she needs that real pressure. This next story is, I, 27-year-old male, don't know how to end things with my disabled partner, 27-year-old female. I have a complicated relationship with my partner, Sarah, of nearly six years. We started as romantic partners and eventually became engaged after two years of dating and living together. A year and a half later, she came out to me as aromantic and asexual. This was difficult for me to deal with as I don't identify as either of those and need at least romantic attraction for my partner. Ultimately, I decided to stay in the relationship as I found our relationship to still be fulfilling in other ways beyond romantic and sexual, but we ended the engagement and redefined our relationship to a queer platonic relationship or just life partners. Our relationship is further complicated by Sarah's health issues. She has a chronic illness that has become disabling and has prevented her from being employed. I won't get into too much specifics in an effort to respect Sarah's privacy, but she has a neurological disorder and mental health issues which are often highly stigmatized. I was aware of her illness at the start of our relationship, but not the extent of her disability. At the time, she was still working full-time and making plans to enroll in college. She ended up having to drop out of college due to the stress, making her illness worse. Eventually, she couldn't even work part-time without having her condition worsened. She's not been employed for three years now. I am constantly looking after her and taking care of Sarah. Even when her health is fairly good and stable, a flare-up can happen out of the blue. It has put a lot of stress on me, on top of the stress of being the sole provider for our household. I never wanted to be in a position where I had to work full-time for an indefinite amount of time. I deal with my own health issues and my body was just not built for working 40 plus hour weeks. Since I've had to take over as sole provider, I've had multiple breakdowns over this issue. Over the past few months, our situation has changed slightly. Sarah was approved for a full-time caregiver which gave me the opportunity to no longer be tied to a full-time job and instead be paid for what I already do, take care of our household and Sarah. Now, this is not to say that Sarah is completely incapable of taking care of herself or our home, but she does need quite a bit of help with a lot of tasks. If she overexerts herself, she risks a relapse in her condition. This new situation has relieved some of my stress, but now that I'm home all the time, I'm realizing that I don't really want to continue living with Sarah. So much of my life revolves around catering to Sarah's needs or preferences. I always thought I had the mindset that I wouldn't make myself smaller just to make someone else more comfortable, but I've come to the horrifying realization that I've done exactly that for Sarah. Almost literally too. I let Sarah sleep in the bigger bed that I bought and bedroom while I'm tucked away on a twin mattress in the spare bedroom, storage room, craft room because she sleeps best on that bigger bed. I feel ashamed because I somewhat voluntarily put myself in this position. She never directly asked me to adjust my life to accommodate her, but the nature of her illness requires it. I don't feel like I have space emotionally, mentally, and physically to truly be myself. This is not how I wanted to live my life. However, I'm having some conflicting feelings. I do like the financial arrangement we currently have, although I don't make a lot of money. I'm not tied to a full-time job and have flexibility to spend my time how I see fit. I do enjoy spending time with Sarah. She's my best friend, but I know I don't want to spend all my time with her. I've tried taking more time for myself, but it's hard to turn off of caregiver mode when we are physically in the same space 24-7 and so emotionally intertwined. I feel we may have some codependent tendencies. 
Lastly, and the biggest thing I feel conflicted about, is Sarah has nothing and nowhere to go and would really struggle to live on her own. She has only one living family member and they live halfway across the country. She's not receiving disability or any other state benefits, despite my years of encouragement to apply. She has some friends in the area who would probably let her couch surf for a while, but she would likely be homeless if she wasn't living with me. This would destroy her health. Our relationship really ended two years ago, and I think we've both had trouble moving forward. I still want her to be a part of my life, but I'm not sure I want to be partners anymore. I'm not happy in this relationship and haven't been for a long time. I've told her this multiple times over the past couple years, but I could never rip the band-aid off all the way and end things completely. I feel so guilty taking away the stability she has depended on for years, but I feel like she's holding me back from being truly happy. How do I get over all of this guilt and conflicted feelings? How do I break it to her that I want to end things for real this time? And how can I help her make the transition to living without me, if I even should? This is definitely up there and one of the most conflicting things I've read, because it really feels like you're just taking this person who's vulnerable and sending them off to the wolves. But at the same time, you're just not happy. I know if I were in the same position as OP, I don't know if I would be able to rip that band-aid. But the bottom line is, OP doesn't deserve to give up their life, their aspirations, and their dreams for another person. You can try and do what you can to make things easier, trying to help her get those benefits for disability, try to help her with moving into friends' places. But I do think OP deserves to live their life. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.